Welcome to Golf Talk with Tiff. Yes, that's me, Tiff, the lady golf teacher. What I will do here is build belief in you to accomplish your dreams for your golf. I'll be your mentor and give you the skills, strategies and guidance to make it happen. Teed high, let it fly. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey there, Tiff here, the lady golf teacher. Welcome to Golf Talk with Tiff. Lovely to have you back. Have you ever had a bad game of golf? I can hear you going, of course, Tiff, I've had a number of bad games of golf. Or you might be saying, hey, Tiff, I've just started playing golf and my golf game's bad all the time. Or I'm still playing bad, Tiff. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I understand that if you are playing bad games of golf or what you consider to be bad games of golf, it happens. We don't always play the way that we want to, but did you know that you don't have to continually play bad games of golf? You can change this. And this is what the exciting thing is, is that you can change this. But before I tell you how we change this, I'm going to share this with you first. And I'm actually going to ask you a few questions uh, around what I'm about to share with you before we get into how to recover from bad games or bad shots or bad holes. I'm actually going to uh, pose these questions at you first. So the first question I'm going to ask you is how often have you competed in competitions, played golf in competitions. How often have you done that? And I want you to be thinking about that because if you think in terms of years or maybe it's just under a few months for you or under 12 months even for you, I want you to be very clear on how often have you actually competed because this is going to be a, a factor as well. So if you said thinking, if you if you said, oh Tiff, you know, I've played, you know, for years in competitions, great. That shows that you've got some competition experience. If you haven't, great. That shows that you don't have competition experience. All all we want to know is uh, is identifying how often have you competed. Number two, have you competed in other sports over the years? So I'm not talking about golf here. I'm talking about other sports. I'm talking about competitions, tournaments. I'm talking not about social hits with friends that are hit and giggle. I'm talking about actual competing. So if you've played in other sports over the years, uh, in competitions, tournaments, and all of that kind of thing, again, we want to know that. So that's a, a simple yes or no answer. And number three, the third question I've got for you is, did you compete in sports when you were growing up? And again, I'm talking about when you competed in those sports, did you play in tournaments? Did you play in competitions of some description in that sport? And the reason that I've asked you those questions, which I'll share with you in a second, um, so make sure that you answer those questions first. Number one, how often have you competed, i.e., play golfing competitions? Number two, have you competed in other sports over the years? So we're talking about competitions and tournaments and so on in other sports. Number three, did you compete in sports when you were growing up? 
And again, the reason that I've asked you these questions first is because if you haven't been playing golf for that long, and I will say under three years, and if you haven't competed in other sports over the years either, then do me a favor. Be kind to yourself. Be easy on yourself. Give yourself permission to say, hey, you know what, that's okay that I haven't played in any of these competitions or tournaments before. Because I talk to many golfers who judge themselves so harshly on how they play their golf game, and especially the newer players to golf. So if you've been playing golf for three years or less, give yourself a break. Don't shake your head. Be kind to yourself. You are still learning all about the game of golf. You're still learning how to hit the balls properly with your strokes. You're still learning how to play on the course. You're still learning how to play with other people. You're still learning how to score. And most importantly, you're still learning how to manage your head. As you've gathered by all these golf talk with TIFF episodes, it's all about me getting into your head and getting you to understand how you operate and also how you can operate and manage your mindset so much better with your approach to golf. However, if you're not one of these golfers that I'm talking about and you've been pl- not you've been playing for more than three years, you've been playing maybe for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years plus, don't think that I'm not going to be including you in this because I am. I'm going to include you in everything that I'm sharing. So the same thing applies here. Even though you've been playing for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, whatever it may be, do me a favor. Be kind to yourself as well. Give yourself permission that it's okay if you make an error. It's okay if you stuff up a shot. And there's reasonings around why that happens, which I'll go into later. But be kind to yourself, okay? It's so important. I don't care how long you've been playing golf for. Be kind to yourself. Because if you're not kind to yourself, how do you expect other people to be kind to you? If you're not playing the 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 way that you'd like to play golf you're not going to play the way that you want to play golf if you're not being kind to yourself okay most important so if you've been playing golf for 5 10 20 30 years and you are still experiencing really bad games or not playing to the level of golf that you feel that you should because of the amount of time that you've put into it stay here with me as well because This is going to help you what I'm about to say and show you and share with you how to recover from bad games. Not only from bad games, bad shots, bad holes. Okay, that's what we're going to focus on. So have you ever heard golfers talk about their game? And they say, oh, well, that's golf. Some days are great and some days are bad or One day you have 20 points, another day you have 40 points. Oh, well, that's just golf. Some are good, some are bad. Well, my belief is actually it doesn't have to be like that. You don't have to have such extremes. Really good days of playing golf, really bad days of playing golf. And it 
and if you are, you know, approaching your golf game that way, I'm going to suggest a way in which you can approach your golf in a different way. So it doesn't matter here if you've been playing golf for, you know, under 12 months. It doesn't matter if you've been playing for under three years. It doesn't matter if you've been playing for five years or 10 years or 20 years or even 30 years. It really doesn't matter. But what I'm going to share with you here is a way in which you are going to be able to to perform and play better golf the way that you want to, how to recover from all these bad shots, bad holes, bad games. So please don't misunderstand that I'm not going to say that you'll have to play a perfect game every time. What I'm going to share with you is how you can manage yourself better. The key point here is manage yourself better when you have a challenging game. And guess what? We do have challenging games. We have challenges. Golf is is there to test you. I'm sure that you would agree. So when you have a challenging game, it's about you how to manage yourself better and also the way in which that you won't feel absolutely devastated. As we all know, we get those feelings of golf and you know what I'm talking about, those feelings of despair, ready to snap your clubs into, ready to chuck your golf clubs in the lake. Or we have that euphoric feeling like everything's just so wonderful. Okay, so we have those extremes where everything's worked so well, you feel so excited, as if you've just had the golf game of your life. So we have those extremes, that absolute devastation of thinking that our game is so bad, right? So crap. And we have those feelings of that euphoric feeling of, oh, everything's so exciting. Everything's going to fall into place. Gee, you know, I feel so good about the game. You come off and you're so excited. You have a, a, you know, wonderful conversation with your friends and tell them what a great game of golf that you've played with your husband or your wife or your partner you've said oh you know I've just played so awesome and you want that approach to keep happening well in order for us to get rid of those extremes you know those feelings of despair those feelings of and I love the euphoric feeling. Don't get me wrong. I love that. And it's great to feel absolutely fantastic and awesome and like everything's come together. Okay. That's, that's, that's an amazing feeling. That's when you're in the zone and playing in that zone. But we can get to a point where we're playing close to that or play, play, being more settled and managing yourself so much better. So therefore then you're performing so much better. So this is what I'm going to share with you is a better way to approach your golf game. So here's, here's, here's one, for example. Warm up prior to playing. Now, that would be really great. And I'm aware that most golfers don't. So most people that I teach that come along, how many people that you know would warm up prior to actually going out on the course playing, warming up their swing, hitting some shots, doing some stretches, How many people actually know that? I know plenty that don't. I know very few that do. But that would be a great way to start, okay? Warming up prior. So go if you've got an opportunity to go and hit some balls in the nets, do it. 
If you've got an opportunity to go and do some putts before you go and play, do it. If you've got an opportunity to do some stretches or do some exercises to help uh, make you uh, feel less stiff, do it. And if you don't, if and if you're not doing it, like I said, most golf golfers don't do it, then I suggest that you do. Okay, in some form, go and warm up because it's going to spend. You're going to spend like the first three holes at least trying to find your golf swing, trying to find the the, the feel of the game, and it takes some time to get into that mode. So don't expect that when you're standing on the tee that you can hit a perfect shot off the tee and everything's going to be perfect from that point if you haven't actually prepared yourself for that. So you've got to prepare your body. Yes, we're going to prepare our mind, but we've got to prepare the body ready to get the timing in, to get the feel of the shots, so that we're going to execute a nice, relaxed, easy shot off the first tee versus feeling stressed and and you know looking up to the to the sky and hoping that you know whoever's out there in the universe is going to help you and you hope that it all comes together for you set yourself up for for a better way to play okay now here's another area that i suggest that you focus on your intention and what i mean by that is for you to set an intention for your golf game a way in which you're going to create the rhythm that you can maintain for your whole game. So like I was talking about before, is about warming up. Creating a rhythm is really what we're doing here by you warming up, getting the feel of the stroke. So then your intention for your golf game is to create a rhythm that you can maintain for the whole game. And now if you do that in warm up prior to actually going out on the course, then that's gonna be easier for you to set, settle into a, a rhythm. And what golfers tend to do is they start off the first tee this way. You may be able to relate because you may feel a bit stressed, especially after you've played a bad game and you're like, oh, gee, I don't know how I'm going to go. So the stress, what it creates for you is you blast the ball off the tee as fast and as hard as you can in the hope that it's going to work and then put so much pressure on yourself to play the perfect shot every time you're standing over the ball and you continue that process over and over and over again. And you know what happens when you do that is you get more and more stressed, you get more and more frustrated, you go quicker, you go harder and it gets worse. So if we take ourselves back to the first thing is warm yourself up prior to playing and the reason for that is, is so that you can create some rhythm. So you can feel the rhythm, nice, easy rhythm, because you want to ease yourself in. The second thing that you want to do is your intention of when you're standing on the first tee is to maintain that rhythm that you've created so that you tee off with a nice, easy rhythm. And then your intention for the rest of that game is to maintain that rhythm through the whole game. So important. So if we go back to that word intention, setting the intention that you're going to play with your perfect swing rhythm. Now, when you set that intention of that you're going to play with that, you know, that specific swing rhythm, your perfect swing rhythm, you know, that perfect shot that you hit, that you find from time to time that comes along, 
what you want to do here is you set yourself up for that perfect rhythm and then you maintain that now when you're in that state of that perfect rhythm and everything feels nice and easy that is when you feel calmer when you do that you will feel calmer so if you and i'm i'm talking about feeling calm within so when you set that intention for your golf game is to create rhythm that you can maintain from the whole game or for the whole game and you've started that off that that intention from the first tee your focus is then about maintaining that rhythm you would have heard me talk about uh, in previous episodes focusing on one thing yep focus on that one thing whatever that one thing is start with the intention of that's what I'm going to focus on start with the intention that I'm going to maintain that nice easy rhythm where I can hit my perfect shot or my perfect swing now it may take you a few holes to feel comfortable with that swing rhythm because it's learning to trust that rhythm isn't it again we've talked about learning to trust in an episode learning to trust the decisions you make learning to trust the swing action but once you have found that once you are comfortable with that swing rhythm and everything feels nice and good and you feel calm okay it feels easy then your focus is to maintain that your intention is to maintain that and that's all you have to do you don't have to worry about the score the score will take care of itself but if you haven't got your swing rhythm yet my suggestion is not to grip it as hard as you can and rip it as hard as you can but just to swing easy take your time and feel your swing and what I want you to do is focus on that for the whole round and you may find that when you're out playing you still hit some shots that you're not happy with just be aware but keep working on getting that swing rhythm okay the intention for you is to go and play with a good easy swing rhythm remember we're wanting to recover after a bad hole we're wanting to recover after a bad shot we're wanting to recover after a bad game so the worst thing that you can do is to go in there with frustration to go in there with such high intensity such high expectation so much pressure on yourself because when you go in with that attitude then what happens or even that approach what happens is you're going to be so stressed you're going to grip hard you're going to try and hit the ball as hard as you can you're not going to find what you're looking for you're going to hit more and more bad shots you're going to be more and more frustrated you're going to feel like throwing your clubs away you're going to question why you even bothered to show up out on the course for that day and it just gets from bad to worse and we don't want that to happen we want to be able to recover and this is the way in which you recover you want to work on creating a nice easy swing rhythm you want to ease yourself into the game especially from the first from the first hole and that's what you focus on it doesn't matter if you haven't found it until hole eight doesn't matter if you found it haven't found it till hole nine doesn't matter if you haven't even found it till hole 17 doesn't matter okay the focus is to keep finding it so that it's working on you becoming settled working on you becoming calmer it's all about you trusting what you're doing okay trusting that that swing rhythm is going to get you what you need it to do for you
This is a great way to recover, especially after you've hit bad shots, bad holes, bad games. Now, the next thing I want to get you to do is this is what you're going to do once you have finished your round. And a good time to do it is as most um, after about 30 minutes because you'll want to have a chat and catch up with people and, and so on, maybe an hour, but don't leave it for too long. But you want to do this after you've played your round. You're going to ask yourself these two questions and then you're going to make notes on the answers. This is if you really want to get what you want out, out of your golf. If you don't want to, that's fine. You don't have to do that. But I would suggest that you do that. Question one. What I want you to do is, what did I do well? I want you to list everything that you did well in that round. I found my swing rhythm. I was hitting the ball much better. I was hitting it a lot cleaner. I felt much calmer, whatever it is. Okay, look at everything that you did well. I putted well, my rhythm was good. I chipped better, whatever it is. The second question I want you to ask yourself is what didn't I do well? And I want you to list everything. Oh, I found I found that it still took me a few holes to, to get back on track and find that swing rhythm again. Oh, I found that when I hit a bad shot, it really messed up with my head. I got really frustrated and it took me a few shots to regain my composure and work on that swing rhythm. Oh, I didn't putt very well. Oh, my tee shots weren't that great. What did I do with my tee shots, right? Identify what's working well. Identify what's not working so well. And then from those two lists, what you'll find are the answers to you playing better golf. So those answers in what you've created in what did I do well, then you know what to do next, next time you play because you did that in that round, okay? When you didn't play well, then you can see what you need to work on so that you can ensure that your next round is better. See, the problem that people have is they look at all everything that they've done poorly, they don't look at anything that they've done well, and then they, they blame their golf on all the bad shots. The first thing we want to do is we need to change your approach. You need to ask yourself, what did I do well? Because I keep need to re I have to keep repeating what I did well. That's the focus. That's the intention. If every time you're going out to play, you want to recreate what you what you're doing well. And then those areas in which you're not doing well or the focus is not there and the, the, the mind chatter that's going on and the negativity and whatever else that goes on with that, not finding your swing rhythm, not hitting the balls clean. That brings up areas in your game that need work. So then what do you do with that? You see what you need to work on so that you can work on improving that to ensure that your next round is better. And I find if you don't ask yourself these questions and you don't write down these answers, how will you then know how to improve the way you play? It doesn't just magically appear from the heavens above. You need to put the time in to practice whatever it is. I know a lot of people don't like to practice. So use even when you're playing competition as practice. Practice on getting your shots better. The score's just going to tell you how you've performed on that day. You need to know what you need to work on to improve. That's why people come and have lessons because they want to know what they need to improve. But we need to also improve what's going on in your head. 
We need to identify what's not working. We need to identify what is working so that we can repeat that. And what we're doing here, it's about creating awareness of what's working. It's creating awareness of what's not working. And then what it's doing is it's creating that awareness of what to do next. So in the next episode, I'll share with you how to use these two lists to play much better golf. So those bad rounds are not affecting you as much. And so that you can keep striving on accomplishing what it is that you want to accomplish out of your golf. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard today. I'd really appreciate that. And if you've got friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes, I'd love it if you could share these episodes with your friends because we want to be able to reach your potential community and that lady golf teacher community as big as we possibly can. So from now, what are we going to do? We're going to dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams, and then we're going to tee it up and we're going to tee it high, let it fly. And have an absolutely awesome day. Work on that swing rhythm. Take your time. Identify what's working. Identify what's not working. So that you can build the golf game that you want to build. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Talk to you real soon. Take care for now. Bye. Before you go, do you want to build confidence, belief, strength and courage in you? to go after your big dreams in your life and in your sport? If you do, go to www.tiffany-mika.com and get a copy of my book, Focus, How to Reach Your Potential in Sport, Business and Life. I look forward to seeing you there. Dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams.